I invite you to stand as you are comfortable for the reading of the gospel. From Mark chapter 4. Jesus said, The kingdom of God is as if someone would scatter seed on the ground, and would sleep and rise night and day, and the seed would sprout and grow. He does not know how. The earth produces of itself, first the stalk, then the head, then the full grain in the head. But when the grain is ripe, at once he goes in with his sickle, because the harvest has come. Jesus also said, with what can we compare the kingdom of God, or what parable will we use for it? It is like a mustard seed, which when sown upon the ground is the smallest of all the seeds on earth, Yet when it's sown, it grows up and becomes the greatest of all shrubs, and put forth large branches so that the birds of the air can make nests in its shade. With many such parables, Jesus spoke the word to them as they were able to hear it. He did not speak to them except in parables, but he explained everything in private to his disciples. The Gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, Christ. You may be seated. Today, Jesus tells us two parables about God's kingdom. Jesus says the kingdom of God, the reign of God, is as if someone would scatter seed on the ground and would sleep and rise night and day, and that seed would sprout and grow without them knowing how it did that. I can relate. I've said before that I do not have exactly a green thumb I have no idea how the flowers in my planters at home survived the winter. I was shocked to find life growing in them this spring. And like my surprising plants, God's kingdom takes root and grows. The earth produces of itself, as Jesus says, maybe even without our noticing until it bears fruit. Jesus tells us in Mark that God's kingdom God's reign is like a seed that sprouts out from the ground, grows, and produces fruit without the sower doing anything after planting. That's the kind of plants I need. And it's the kind of kingdom of God that comes to us that we pray for. In the Lord's Prayer, we pray for God's kingdom to come to us every week in our worship. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, and the power, and the glory, forever and ever. Amen. We were taught this, for many of us as children, I know I was taught this as a young child, being prayed with every night, repeated the Lord's Prayer together. I know that for some of us, we learn it here at church. For some of us, we still don't quite know it, but we watch it on the screen, staring our prayers together. But we pray this every week, and one of the petitions, the second petition we pray, is, Thy kingdom come. And Jesus says, it's already happening. God's kingdom has already taken root. It's already growing. Even if we don't know exactly how, even if we can't always see that new growth, because sometimes it's hard to see God's kingdom of love, of hope, of grace in our world today. 
It's not obvious right now. But we can experience this love. We can participate in this hope. We can most definitely pray for God's kingdom to come in its fullness. God's kingdom, God's reign, is like a kingdom unlike any we have ever known. Like the seed growing on its own, it's unexpectedly growing in our world and taking root in our hearts, even before we see its fruit. Jesus continues in his parables on the kingdom, describing the reign of God as a mustard seed. And Jesus is pointing back to the noble cedar in Ezekiel, which Russ read so well, but instead he chooses the mustard shrub, which is not exactly a noble plant. In Jesus' time where he was living, no one planted mustard seeds. They didn't need your help. Mustard was like the blackberry bushes of ancient Israel. And I don't know about here in Longview and Kelso, but in the Seattle area where I grew up, blackberry bushes are just everywhere. Especially in inconvenient places, they grow and grow without help and often in spite of work against them. They're not something that we are super excited about usually. Blackberries are generally not a seed we plant, but they grow in abundance and they provide. Like mustard shrubs or blackberry bushes, God's rain takes root in our world, in our hearts, maybe in inconvenient places or times, but this rain grows everywhere. Even when we don't see it coming, it grows in abundance. God's kingdom is a kingdom that provides that abundance. Like God's reign over creation in Ezekiel, whether a seed or a shrub or a noble cedar tree, God's kingdom is one of care and life. And that's one of the reasons we pray, thy kingdom come. Well, God says in Ezekiel, under the branches, every single kind of bird will live there. In the shade of its branches will nest winged creatures of every kind. And if you know anything about ancient Israel and their laws, you know that most winged creatures were unclean. And we just went to the zoo this last week, and I think about those bats, all of those giant rat-like bats, and I think those creatures too, they get to be there. But for God, for God's love, the branches cover all. God says that God will bring low the high tree and high the low tree. The reign of God is a reign of equality and justice and grace for everyone. And Jesus doesn't tell us that it's our responsibility as followers, as disciples, as people of faith to make this happen it's not our job to bring God's kingdom. Jesus, throughout his ministry, says that our job, our command, is simply to love God and to love our neighbor. Simply. But all of the things that those commandments entail. And that's enough that Jesus asks of us. Because here, as Jesus shares these parables, he points back to God's reign over creation in Ezekiel's parable. And Jesus calls us to a new kind of kingdom. God calls us to be part of something new. Jesus calls us to experience God's kingdom of love, to participate in God's rule of hope, to pray for God's reign of grace over all, so that we can experience God's abundant and caring love like every bird, every winged creature, clean and unclean, is welcomed under those branches of that noble cedar in Ezekiel, God welcomes all, regardless of nationality, of ethnicity, of orientation, of gender, of social status, economic status, immigration status, whatever status we come up with, God doesn't care. 
welcomes all. That's the kind of love, that's the kind of kingdom we are called into. God brings the high low and makes the low high. God makes the dry green and the green dry. God welcomes all and sees us, each and every one of us, simply as beloved, as beloved children of God. God's hope is for everyone. And we pray for God's kingdom, for God's providing love and grace and hope in our world right now, today. For this new kind of kingdom in its fullness, and we pray for it to come to us. In our prayers, we know, we are convinced, as Paul says, that God's reign is growing in our hearts, in our minds, and in our world. This new kingdom, this new reign is making creation new. It's making us something new. And so we pray each week, thy kingdom come. And the Apostle Paul reminds us that when we pray this, when we think about this, when we wonder, we know that it's not by sight. We walk by faith. We don't always see what's taking root or what's growing, but by faith, we know God's kingdom is already here, taking root, sprouting new life, making something new, even when we don't know or understand what God is doing or what God's reign looks like exactly, or we wonder if pastor is just making stuff up today. Maybe we sometimes find ourselves surprised by God or wondering where God really is in our lives and especially in our world. Maybe even wondering how you might control your own blackberry bushes, those unexpected things cropping up in your life. And for all of those times that we wish we had more control over anything and everything, for all the times we want to be sowers of our own lives, we search for life in our garden and struggle to find anything there. Paul reminds us that death is not the end, that this world is not the end, that God's kingdom is coming because one has died for all. Jesus died for all. Jesus goes to the cross scattering seeds of faith, of love, of God's kingdom for all people. Jesus dies so that new life, new hope might grow in our entire world. Jesus rises from the dead to make everything new, to bring God's grace, God's kingdom here and now. Jesus does all of this out of God's incredible love for all of God's creation. Every bird, every winged creature, every single one of us. And it's this love of Christ that urges us on so that we might see our neighbor as new creation too. So that we might walk in our faith, sharing this love and hope and grace with those we have met. So that God's unexpected reign can take root in us and grow in us, through us and around us. So that we can pray as children of God, as birds under the branches of our Lord, our Father, our Creator, our God who art in heaven. In your kingdom that you welcome us into, hallowed be thy name. We experience, we participate, we pray for thy kingdom, for thy reign to take root, for thy rule to sprout from the earth and grow around your world, through your people and in us. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Amen. Amen.